Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroixie and debuting on the show, I've got actor, skateboarder, and producer Fabian Alamar. How you doing? I'm great this morning. How you doing? I'm doing good. We're blessed, aren't we? We're blessed. We're blessed every day we wake up, man. Every day you wake up is a blessing. I know. And you know why I say we're blessed? Because we finally made this happen. We're talking and we're connecting (laughs) with each other, eh? Right. Right. And you know, you know, you know, we've been trying to put this together for like, what, two, maybe three weeks going back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad we're on now. But you know what? It happened at the perfect God time, okay? At the perfect, God wanted this discussion for today. Am I correct? Absolutely. His plan is the only plan. All right, all right, all right. So let's get to know Fabian, because listeners are kind of wondering, how are you an actor, a skateboarder, and a producer? How does that work? Well, it it all fell into place. And in gradual timing, because all we have is time and patience to, you know, we, we have to be patient for things to happen, man. Growing up as a kid, you know, I, I grew up in Echo Park when when it was Echo Park back in back in the 80s, you know, and uh, it was a pretty tough place. Skateboarders were pretty much not welcomed. But, you know, me and a bunch of other kids would watch these videos and got inspired by locals that were skateboarding and, you know, we were we we started off at like 30 maybe 40 kids that just got together and stole wood from construction sites and built their own ramps and then we all skated downtown LA and Hollywood gradually progressing in skateboarding and as i got older and more into it fighting the temptation from the streets and everything and uh you know one thing leads to another and skateboarding became like my my dream goal was to be pro, you know, that's all, it, it was just something that a ticket for me to get out of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Again, again, you have the you have the battles of coming home and, you know, dealing with the gangs, drugs and violence and, you know, the abuse and all the you know, the, we were we were poor. And um, so my mother couldn't afford to get me skate clothing like shoes my dad is in prison my my mom's struggling with you know i have sisters underneath me and brothers so so there's there's a there's a lot of factors and like skateboarding wasn't what it was it is what it is today today there's skate parks everywhere thanks to rob dyrdek tony hawk and you know the the city for allowing it but back then there was none of these skate parks so you know skateboarding was was uh was on the streets and we were always hanging out late night and getting into trouble, you know? <laughs> so the acting part, that came in way Donovan. That was like way later, you know? Okay. Like when, way uh, later. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. So back when I was younger, we did some background work. One of my friends who actually taught me a lot about skateboarding as well, his name was Wilbur Urbina. Me and another guy named uh, Juan Haro were, and, and, and Joey Suriel were, were hanging out, you know, skating, and my and my friend Wilbur Urbina was a was an amateur skater, sponsored, and you know he knew how to break dance, and he was just like we were stuck in the neighborhood, and he wasn't. He was out. He would go out and do things, and he got got I come out like I, I do like background. They pay me to be extras, movies, and and you know that that was where I I first got in and did a movie called Angel Town with my friend Angel Town. We played gangsters and over there in 23rd in Vermont near like Harpies, there was a ramp out there that we used to skate called 
the Rat Nuts ramp. It was on 23rd of Vermont by the freeway. And I remember like being doing background and being like, damn, I love being on set, man. I love being on set. I love the people here, food and all. I, I, but I don't know how to make this a permanent thing. You know, you know, when you're a kid, you just do it and you're like, oh, it's cool. I got paid to be in a movie and you think you're going to be a star. Right. Then you, you wake up and you're just like, man, I mean, that, that too shall pass. <laughs> you know? Right. And it did pass. Now, you also got to meet Alyssa Milano, right? Alyssa Milano. I worked on a thing with, I think it was MTV called The Grind. We had a half pipe there that, in, in uh, Zuma Beach. It was Zuma Beach, 1989, or maybe 1990. And we were in Zuma Beach. Me and my friend took the bus all the way out there and then skated all the way out there from downtown LA. And um, there was a mini ramp that was about five feet with a five and a half foot extension or maybe six foot extension. And then there was Young MC. Remember Young MC? She's dressed in yellow. She says, hello, come yes. sit next to me. Yes. Okay, <laughs> so, so that, that guy was lip syncing his own song there was people dancing in the sand and everybody was beautiful and and it's a nice sunny day and they had this beautiful background and it was like a, a, a an isolated like party like a private party but it was being filmed for a thing called the grind or whatever i don't know and um it was cool i skated on there and work i saw alisa milano and like i was like wow we're exactly like the same age and she's beautiful and i thought i was going to marry her but no, it still, didn't turn still out beautiful way. today. Still, <laughs> to this day. And listeners, yes, that is who's the boss? Her. What do you call yeah. Alyssa Milano? And there Commando. is talk. Yes, Commando and um, Charmed as well. Charmed. And, yes, and there is talks of the Who's the Boss reboot. There is ABC is still in talks with that. That could definitely relate to today, don't you think so? Absolutely. Yeah, that, that definitely connects to everything today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Gender roles reversing right. everything. And, <laughs> you know, people are different, let's just say, right? And that's okay. Everybody's yes. got, if we were all the same, we'd it'd be boring. Right. Right, right. Yeah. So let's hear more about the acting. Does the skateboarding continue in the 2010s in your projects or no? Well, yeah, I am. Um, I'm I'm right now about six months or five months involved in what you could say being like in um, a, a production of a short film that has to deal with skateboarding. And, uh, and it touches on my life. You know, it's uh, we're we're just. We're dabbling right now. We're all learning. And what better time to do it than to be on strike and just do something positive and productive rather than just sitting on the couch and just not doing nothing and moping and weeping. You got it. I mean, I, I'd rather stay busy and keep my mind going and keep my craft uh, sharp. You know, skateboarding has always been a thing for me in my life. Like I look I, I when I drive down the street and or when someone's driving, I'm sitting in passenger. I just look at the I look at things different. We skaters look at the world different. We see things that normal people don't even dare to look at, like curbs and ledges and rails and stairs and gaps and all these little things that we could skate. You know, it's like it's so weird. It's so different, man. And, you know, me being like I, I, that, I've been skateboarding for more than 30 years, you know, longer than that, maybe like almost 35 years, maybe I started when I was young and I remember being, you know, a kid and never in my wildest dreams would I believe that I would be where I'm at today. And I'm not even nowhere near where I want to go, but thank you, Jesus. I'm here where I'm at right now. And I got to, and I can see the, uh, that the, the light at the end of the, 
tunnel with the, you know, I like, there is light for sure. You know, before I never used to even think like that, Donovan. I didn't have no hope. Now I, I, I could see where I'm going and it's like, it's clear. I'm not clouded by drugs and alcohol and just all the craziness. And I, and I could, I could just, uh, I live better and I feel better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this project, what is it called based on your life and skateboarding and who would play you? Oh man, that's, um, we got a kid that's really good, but I, that is to be determined if this becomes a feature. I think he's great for it. I think he's great for it, but that's, you know, everything changes once people get their hands on it and want to do all these little things. But we'll, we'll, that's to be determined who to, who's going to play me, but I'm probably going to play one, my father or my uncle. Okay. Um, that was very detrimental in, in my growing up, you know, paved the way for me. Okay. I think you should play a father because you. I imagine you are a father. So, and I, I imagine am. you'd be a good father too. So I think you should play the father. Okay. And I imagine Absolutely. your uncle as well too. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and what's it going to be called? Menace. Menace. Not menace because... to society. <laughs> <laughs> no, just menace because that was the name of our company. And that was the real, like I'm using real footage that was, hasn't even been shown only to skateboarding the, a little small, well, not really small, but a nice amount of a nice group of skateboarders in this world know who I am, but not the rest of the world. The rest of the world will, will find out one day, but you know, skateboarders know menace is a company that started in 1994 by Kareem Campbell. Um, out of World Industries, Steve Rocco, Rodney Mullen, uh, Kareem Campbell, and they they got together and formed a company, and and Kareem took it by the reins and steerheaded uh, a company that today to this day is you know w- remembered and and um, people people love us still. People still want to see and like they they when they see us they want to they go oh I remember Menace and they have good stories to say. They, you know what they say, Donovan? They say stuff like this. They say mm-hmm. when I was skateboarding back in the day, I remember your board. I remember the videos, and I could relate and connect with you guys because you guys kept it real. You guys were like, 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 um, like one of us. And I'm like, damn, that sounds cool, man. That sounds so dope to hear that. And that kind of you know being relatable to people is important. You know, like I, I always want to feel like I'm, uh, I always want to feel like I'm connected, you know, like right. when you, I don't want to disconnected to, to know, to people, to who I really am. And like, you know, but of course I do want to elevate and change and change is good, but stay connected, man. You know, mm-hmm. at, at least stay grounded and, and stay humbled and meek and, you know, just do, do, do wait till you're invited, then rather go and invite yourself, you know, and just stay here and. Let, let let the people call you a star, but don't call yourself a star. That's what Danny Trejo told me. He said, Danny Trejo told me some wise, he has some wise, uh, uh, um, you know, advice. And he says these things like the, the other day, he was like, I don't let no one and don't, and don't allow people, don't, don't allow yourself to call yourself a star. Let other people call you that, but don't, don't refer to yourself that way. And like, you know, and don't ever think that just go and sit with everyone and be, be a people person. Don't just think like, oh, I can't be there. I need to be over here. You know, don't segregate yourself. Right, right, right. Now let's hear about that project that was in theaters and it was directed or written by Eva Longoria. We remember Eva Longoria, people from Desperate Housewives and etc. Yeah, she's she's amazing. Eva Longoria made her directorial debut on a feature film called Flaming Hot. Uh, it came out in theaters June 9th and um and it's and it went to uh Hulu and also Disney Plus. And I'm in it. I play Pablito. 
uh, I got a I got to work with a great cast and and like everyone in there was just amazing and it was one of it was my first the 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 biggest thing I've done as of yet I think as far as feature films I've done some television and uh, I have a series I'm in a series called This Fool with Fred Armiston Chris Estrada and Frankie Quinones and Michael Imperioli from The Sopranos I'm in a, um, I'm in the first two seasons of that and. Also, an, uh, another amazing series called Mayans MC on Hulu. And um, I did uh, two seasons of that, season four and five. And I played uh, Rooster, the president of Portland, the president of the Portland chapter of the Mayans. And it was really cool, man. Like how I got on that show, I got hired while I was still in prison. I was in Pelican Bay State Prison when Elgin James reached out and said, hey, man, let's get you on set when you come home and, and create some magic. And I took it very personal and very serious and called him. Once I got out with my little Obama phone, I called him and um, and he's like, hey, uh, my, my producer will be reaching out to you and blah, blah, blah. And boom, before you know it, like in a couple of weeks, I was on set. Like the man, the man made good of his word. And I love that man for that. Wow. Elgin wow. James. Wow. Elgin wow. James. Wow. Okay. So encourage us. Let's say I am a brother or a person who is Latino and I am in person or just, sorry, I am in prison and anyone that's been in prison and their dreams, they've lost hope. But as you said, you were getting, you know, calls in prison. What do you want to encourage those people that are incarcerated, but maybe want to go into the arts or something big, but they think, you know what? I'm in prison. I wrecked my life. Well, just because you're in prison uh, doesn't mean your life ends there. Even if you have life, you know, they're 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 lowering the, the sentencing. As long as you're good and you behave and do what you're supposed to do, then, you know, there's chances for you to come out. Now, as far as for you being an actor and chasing the dream and wanting to live the dream are two different things. Chasing the dream is one thing. Living the dream is another. You know, like I've I've been chasing, you know, and um, I never doubted myself but there were times it got cloudy you know and i couldn't really it was it was very blurry um you know there are places like arc the anti-recidivism coalition who um in most prisons through california they'll they're uh they'll help you if you want to receive the help but you got to receive the help and you have to go through the curriculum it's like you know nothing can be handed to you on your lap in a silver platter now you got to work for it. You got to show them how bad do you want it as anything and, and any, anyone in life. Like when, you know, your boss wants to see how, how good you work, how fast you work, how hard. And like, you know, it's the same thing in, in, in life. Your perspective of what you want to be and what you, where you want to go determines on how you live your everyday life. And when you wake up, what do you do when no one's looking? What do you do when no one's around? Do you work on yourself? Do you, do you study? Do you read? Do you work out? Do you pray? Are you are you eating right? Are you taking care of what you're supposed to do? Do you, you know, you know, just just the little things like that that you can do for yourself is important. It's it's the it's the part of the path and what what you know to take care of yourself, part of the journey, man. Like how how I got involved in acting is people will always tell me, you know, I was a funny guy growing up. Like I always was a kid, I always made people laugh. I always, you know, whether the laugh was on me or you know, whatever, I always made you know, people laugh and, uh, and I feel good about doing that. And, and I like performing. I like acting. I love, I, I like my passion, you know, whether it's theater or in front of a camera or just doing something. I, I just, I think it's fun. And it's something I, I absolutely love doing. And God gave, God, God struck me twice with this, you know, because I, I've, um, 
I got struck by lightning twice, brother, with skateboarding and becoming a pro. Given my circumstances and my environment where I grew up, it, it's very rare, man. It's like getting hit by, with, with, with lightning, you know? And um, going to prison, so I go to prison, um, a guy... A guy violated my 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 sister, and I go to prison. I was on the path. I was on the road to go to prison anyway. I was doing drugs. I was doing crimes out here. But this guy did something, and then I go and get busted for that. Boom, there I go. I get locked up, and I had to go through that. I had to do my time in order to find out like what life really is and how important it is to to you know to be out here to be to have your freedom, family, just 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 to take a shower and. Not with by yourself, not surrounded by a bunch of guys and just, you know, um, family, man, just smelling fresh air, waking up in your own place. Just, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Life is good. But, you know, we create our own destinies. I, I tell people when when they I go pick up inmates that come out. I work for ARC. I, I have to tell you, I'm, I do the ride home program. So when I go pick up these guys, some, I talk to them and um, I'm always telling them, like, you know, we, we, we are the creators of our destiny, man. You are the creator of your own destiny right here, right here. You could create your own heaven and your own hell on earth. It depends on how you want to live. And it starts with your thought process, you know, because thoughts go into uh, words, words turn into actions. And like, it starts off with the, with how you think. And we, we all are cognitive thinking, man. Sometimes we have these triggers and we don't even know it. And, you know, it's, it's important to know who, who you are and what you're made of. Like, what your DNA is made of and all that stuff, like how we think and how we act and how we move, how we function before we even want to go and do something. Because, you know, I, I don't want to waste my time anymore with, with, with nonsense. I, I feel like I put my body and my mind and my, my family through a bunch of already a bunch of trouble. And like, I already did the most with all that. I'd rather now just try to do good and pay it forward as much as I possibly can. I know we're all sinners, man. We all do stuff, but as much as you possibly can, Pay it forward and then and 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 give back. Even if you don't have it, give give a little. Just give whatever. You know, and um I think it'll come back. And 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 God always says you get paid back sevenfold, man. Whatever you're doing, it might take time, but God's gonna pay you and you reap what you sow. Amen, amen, amen. And encourage our skateboarders. What do you want to tell our Latino or our black skateboarders who are stereotypes saying you skateboard? That's for yeah. white people, man. Yeah, that's a white sport. That's what I was always told. It's a white sport in the 80s and, and like in the 90s growing up. It, it, you know, we, we changed that narrative because, uh, you know, growing up, we had a company called Menace. As I said, we have that that company was nothing but Latinos and blacks. And we had our token white boy, you know, and like he was he was cool. He wasn't to be honest. He wasn't even all the way white. He was like, like you know, he had a lot of our, he we rubbed off on him and he rubbed off on us, you know, so um. I think it's great to have like you know multi multicolor multi ethnic uh, skateboarding. It's it's such a big powerful thing now. Skateboarding is all corporated, like it's all corporal now. It's like not a it's it's such a business. It's not like back in the day when we were skating. It was more like we had the we create we we started like something so cool, man. Just like being in schoolyards skating. That that is that that doesn't apply no more. That don't even happen anymore. Um, skateboarding took me out the streets, man. It kept me good. It was a way of, of the safe haven for me to connect with my friends. Out of 40 of us, maybe 30 of us on the block that just all started skating, there was only two of us that ended up sticking to it. And then one of us turned pro, and that was me. And then I, then I, then I, and then my, my friend down the street, you know, he, he ran around pro with me too. He was a younger kid named Joey. 
my other friend Juan got hurt. You know, you could get hurt or you just you lose the drive, man. You lose that itch just to get out and go do it. I'm I'm already like I'm about I'm about to be 50. And, you know, I'll never lose the drive for skateboarding. I think it's in the DNA. It's in the sangre, man. In Spanish, that's the blood. It just never it never leaves, man. It's something I'll do until I can't do it anymore. And it's something I'll promote even when I can't do it. I'll talk about it and promote skateboarding forever because it saved my life. Hashtag skateboarding saved my life. That's what I always say. Wow. So keep at it, right? Absolutely. Don't give up because that could open up doors. Even if you don't go pro and you don't get sponsored, the friends you make skateboarding, some of the best people I've ever met, girls and guys, came out of skateboarding. Okay. Wow. All right. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms and your projects? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, if you want to reach me or DM me or hit me up with any, any ideas or anything, or just to, just to say hi, or, or give me a follow at Fabian Alomar official on Instagram and on TikTok, I'm Fabian underscore Alomar. I got a, well, right now, as you know, we're on strike, but you know, you can catch me at Venice beach every Saturday. I'm usually out there just pushing around or walking around. You know, so I go to the boardwalk, go to Venice, Santa Monica, and I go hang out, get some sun, work out. I'm I'm one of those type of guys. You'll see me there. You'll see me at Supreme on on Sunset Boulevard, the new Supreme. If not, catch me when you can, sucker. You know, because oh. I'm just everywhere. I don't I don't stay in one place. I like to move around, man. All right, all right. Do you have a quick message for the actors that are still on strike, the writers as end, but the oh, actors? Man. Do you have a quick yeah. message for them? Yeah, continue to fight. After SAG and after strong, man, we're just we're we're pushing through it, you know. We're gonna we're gonna fight until we get our our do right, and um, I'm all behind it. I'm a hundred percent for it. Okay, okay. For Matt Radio, twelve eighty a.m. I am Donovan Lacroixy. I would love to thank you. Can throw your name out again. Thank you so much for coming to the show. I'd love to thank actor, skateboarder, and producer Fabian Alomar. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And thank you to the listeners for listening to this episode. Thank you, Donovan LaCroixy. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me, brother. God bless.